0: This is The Widow Podcast and I am Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I'll be supporting you through the loss of your life partner so you can find a more positive way through your grief. I want to give you hope after loss and to know that when you are ready, you can create a meaningful life for yourself with the help of me, Karen Sutton and The Widow Podcast. Hello and welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me again on The Widow Podcast. It's lovely to have you here. I want to talk to you a little bit today about giving yourself permission to grieve. It's so important. We we work so hard to work through our grief to figure out how to rise, how to become resilient Resourceful, create something meaningful and purposeful after loss. And all of these things, I believe, are really important. And if we don't do them, we can end up staying in a place of deep discomfort for a lot longer than we want to, or that is helpful to us. But equally, I think it's important to acknowledge and talk about how difficult it is to give ourselves permission to grieve. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure from ourselves, from society, from family and friends, from work to get back to normal. And there's a real sense that I felt myself and that I recognise in my widow community that we feel we have to hide our grief. We have to pretend, we have to wear these masks and we don't show our truth, we don't share it. And sometimes we don't allow ourselves to feel our truth, to acknowledge what is really going on within us. And in this podcast episode today, I hope that you take away from it, that it's okay. It's okay to fall apart sometimes if you want to, if you need to, if that's what's coming up for you. It's not that we're all going to fall apart at times. It's not that we're all going to find ourselves on the kitchen floor in a heap, wailing because it's just so painful. Grief is different for everybody. And we will all do this in our own unique and individual ways. There's no one right way or wrong way. And some people don't have those moments where they fall apart where they find themselves in a heap on the kitchen floor. And that's okay too. But if you are somebody that may be resisting that part of your grief, I want you to know that it is completely natural and you will not stay there. There's a lot of resistance to allowing ourselves to really grieve and feel everything that we're feeling Because we're worried it's going to suck us up. We're worried it's going to keep us in a very dark place for a very long time. And, you know, as I'm always saying, nothing is permanent. Our feelings, they ebb and they flow. You know, grief is not a linear process. It's one hell of a roller coaster ride and we are up and down like yo-yos. And even before grief, that is the natural lived human experience. That's what happens to us. You, you know, we, some days are good, some days are not so good. And it's the same in grief. And we move in and out of anything and everything. But I'm hoping that you allow yourselves to drop those masks, to stop pretending and allow what is to be, which is hard because when we show sadness to people, maybe we cry. Maybe we talk openly and expressively. It does make people feel quite uncomfortable. We, we do live in a society of, you know, don't be sad, don't cry, it's going to be okay, don't get angry, it's not good to get angry. And, and sometimes that it can feel like there's a lot of shame around certain feelings and emotions, and that's really hard for us. There's no shame in anything. You are going to experience everything, anger, anger, guilt, frustration, confusion, sadness, joy, everything, every feeling and emotion that you can imagine will probably come into your grieving process at some point. There is no shame in any of it. There may even be moments of excitement about something and that can feel so wrong. You may feel angry at your friends because they get to go home and and be with their, their person, their partner. And that can feel uncomfortable for us because we don't want to be that person. But again, you won't stay there. You won't feel like that forever. But it's hard in those moments to allow ourselves to feel what we're feeling without judgment, without criticism. Now, grief is not something that can be rushed. It cannot be ignored and it cannot be avoided. We try, we try (laughs) because it's hard. But in order to heal from a loss and move forward, we must allow ourselves to grieve fully, to feel it all. It's not a problem to be solved. We don't need to find ways of fixing us. It's something that we learn to live with, and it's something that we learn to live alongside for the rest of our lives. But we do learn how to carry it more lightly, more peacefully but it becomes a lifelong companion. It's there, and sometimes it sits really heavy. But this experience, this life-changing experience affects everything, and it changes you. It changes everything around you, and navigating all of these changes, all of these secondary losses are just so difficult. And, and there are times when we we'll try to avoid it we will try to to numb it maybe with with alcohol we will distract ourselves with spending with work with with social media with anything apart from allowing ourselves to feel the grief sit with the grief get comfortable with the uncomfortable and it's also hard because i think there's an expectation that yes in the early days of of someone's loss society may deem those early days to be six months. I believe that those early days of losing a life partner are two years, but society doesn't have that same belief system. So often, so many widows and widowers find that after the first year, like, it's okay, they've they've got through a year, like my work here is done. They're all right. They're functioning. They've got over the worst of it and, and life's going to start getting back to normal. That's not how it is. That's not how it is. And we don't tell people that all the time sometimes. And that there may be people that you share that with. I think this has a big impact on why the second year is so difficult for us widows and widowers. A, because the reality starts to creep in and I've done a whole episode on the second year of widowhood and, and it'd be really good to, to go and listen to. But also because I think people start to step back and think that you're doing okay. And and I think partly we have to take responsibility for that because we maybe show people that we're doing okay. We, we maybe don't show our truth. We don't let people see that it is still incredibly hard. And it feels like we're not getting anywhere because again i've done an episode on this on on kind of feeling stuck and it's not so much that you're stuck in grief it can feel like that but it's often because you're not moving at a pace in your grief that you deem to be acceptable and we often expect ourselves to be further on than we actually are we expect ourselves to be doing better and that's partly because society does so we take on that belief system for ourselves And when we have that expectation, but we're not there, we think we're stuck. We think we're doing it wrong. We think we've got it all very badly wrong and we're not very good at this grief thing. But that's not the case. That's not the case at all. And I think we also get caught up. You know, I do talk a lot about finding a way through it, becoming resilient, looking for the good, seeking those glimmers, finding a more positive way through your grief, which in turn can mean if you're not being resourceful, if you're not being productive, if you're not bouncing back and trying to find your way through it in the best way that you can, you're not taking those steps forward. You're not doing it positively. You're not being resilient because you're grieving. And I really want to emphasize that being positive, being resilient doesn't mean that you are always, always working through your grief and using the tools to help you navigate it. Sometimes, sometimes the best tool is to give ourselves permission to slow down, to breathe, to be still. And that can feel really uncomfortable because then we have to face our reality and we don't always want to. I do understand that, but it is such a vital piece of our healing process that we allow ourselves to feel everything fully. And if that means that you crawl back into bed one day and you hide under the covers and you sob your heart out, then that's part of the work. doesn't mean that you're not being resilient, that you're not being positive, that you're not fighting to find a way forward. It means you're grieving. And in that moment, that's exactly what you need to do. You're not weak. You're not pathetic. You're not doing it wrong. You're not throwing a pity party. You're not being a burden. It's grief and it's ugly sometimes. And it's really sad and it really hurts. But sometimes it just needs time. It just needs time to be still without the judgment, without that expectation that you should be doing more. If we don't allow ourselves to grieve, if we don't allow ourselves to release what's within, it can have really quite devastating consequences. You know, it can really prolong emotional pain. We can suffer with mental health challenges. It can put a real strain on our relationships with friends and family. We can become quite isolated. We can really withdraw from people. But if we allow ourselves to feel it and move through it in the way that we're meant to, in the way that our body needs us to, and that will look different to everyone. But that's how we find a way forward. In that pain is so much personal growth and resilience. And that's where we really create that deeper understanding of ourselves. Because it's in our darkest moments that we discover so much more about ourselves. And we do, we really, really do. So, Give yourself permission. Allow yourself to feel what you need to feel without judgment, without expectation and without criticism. You're allowed to grieve. You're allowed to say, no, I can't do that thing. I don't want to go there. I don't want to be with this person. I don't want to cook my dinner tonight. Just need to grieve and I need to sit in it. If you need professional help, go get it. Go get it. Find a community of like-minded people. You know, I've talked to you about my membership. It is so powerful and so amazing. Just being with people that understand that on a similar path is utterly life-changing. Throw yourself into it. You know, I have my moments and and I still do. They were obviously more often, more regular in the early days, but I've talked about this before, I would put on the music that we played at Simon's funeral, the music that we played on our wedding day, the music that we just loved to listen to together. I would spray his aftershave. I would get his jumper out. I would get his ashes out. I would look at photos and cards and our wedding rings. And I would absolutely throw myself in to grief, into Simon and his death. And it was horrible but it was also incredibly cathartic and actually connecting. In those moments, I sometimes felt a real connection to Simon rather than denying myself all of that emotion that I needed to release. And it's noisy and it's ugly and it's exhausting, but it's necessary. It is so, so necessary if that's how you are feeling. You know, I'm not saying we have to force these things. If you're not feeling that that's something you need to do, then don't force it. But for me, it just felt right. And I didn't judge it. I didn't criticize it. I didn't give myself a hard time because I was being a bit pathetic and throwing myself into grief. It's just what I needed to do. Lean on friends and family, build that support system and ask for help. It's so hard. We did a session on on asking for help because it's such a Challenge for us for so many reasons, for so many reasons, but we cannot do this by ourselves and we do need help. And if, if you need somebody to help you create time and space so that you can grieve, ask for it. We don't always have to ask for help because we need something doing, because we need to go somewhere, be somewhere, do something. Like sometimes you can ask for help because you need to not be doing anything so that you can slow down, be still, breathe, grieve. That is so needed. And if you need somebody to help you create that space, absolutely ask them for it. There's no shame in that. Engage in self-reflection. Again, so helpful to us in our healing journeys. Journaling is absolutely incredible. It really is in, an incredible thing to do. And, you know, I do have journaling prompts available, but Google, Google, you, you can put anything into Google these days and ask for prompts and just write, write from the heart and release what's within. It again, it will really help you understand you, connect with your grief, connect with your person and release. Creative outlets, doing things that are creative, are so beneficial to us because they switch off our thinking brain and we are able to access different parts of our grief that we need to release. And it's so good for us. It's so good for us. So please, you know, wherever you are in your journey, whether you are newly bereaved or maybe you're a few years in now and you are placing an expectation on yourself, you have a belief system that makes you think that you can't grieve in the way that you need to grieve, that you can't allow yourself to go there, question that. Ask yourself the question, is that really helping me in my grieving process? Because your body will guide you. It will absolutely tell you what it is that you need to do to help you get to that next step. And I want you to listen. I want you to really listen because we are forever trying to deny, push aside, distract ourselves from our reality, from what we're really feeling, what we're really experiencing. And I want you to give yourself permission to grieve, to do whatever it is that you need to do alongside the work that you're doing, alongside being resourceful, being resilient, learning how to rise. It's not an either or situation. It's all needed and it is all vital to your healing journey. So from me to you, if you need to let it out, if you need to just go and hide and do nothing for a day, for two days, do that. Go there. Sit with it. You will come out the other side. You absolutely will. You will not stay in that space. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that has helped you in some way think about you, your grief, your grieving style and if there are any areas of your grief that you may be denying, that you may be pushing aside that may need some attention and some time. As always, I am sending you so much love and if you would like further support, please do come and join us in my membership. It would be so lovely to have you in there as part of this incredible community you really are not alone and we are absolutely stronger together sending love take care bye-bye thank you so much for listening to the widow podcast with me karen sutton if you would like to be part of a supportive community of people who understand your grief come and join my free facebook group widowed and rising And make sure you tune in to the next episode of The Widow Podcast.